ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Since the government broke an election promise and changed the Stage 3 tax cuts, the Coalition has been warning there could be many more broken promises to come. Specifically, it says the tax incentive known as negative gearing is the next thing on the chopping block, although the government denies that. Today, economics editor at The Conversation, Peter Martin, explains what it is, whether we really need it anymore, and what a change could mean for the housing market. I'm Sam Hawley on Gadigal land in Sydney. This is ABC News Daily. Peter, the thing with breaking election promises is it gives the opposition great fodder for attack. And so it's been since the government changed its policy on stage three tax cuts, hasn't it? The opposition has a very, very, very powerful Mm. argument now. And their argument is that if Anthony Albanese goes to the election promising not to change tax, no one will believe him. No one should believe him. I think most Australians are still shell-shocked by the fact that uh, we have a Prime Minister who has looked the Australian public in the eye and uh, completely told uh, a lie to them, and I think Australians won't reward that. This isn't about high incomes versus low incomes. This is about the lie that was told. Uh, We think it's obviously appalling to say one thing to the people of this country in an election campaign and do the complete opposite afterwards. It's a pretty simple message, isn't it, from the Coalition? You cannot trust Labor anymore. And that's why the only way out for Albanese is to go to the election promising to change tax. That people will believe. So, oddly, by... um, doing what is done with the Stage 3 tax cuts, he's created the momentum, almost uh, forced himself, just with the year before the election, to come up with a plan to put to the people. Now, this isn't something that uh, he would do. It's something he would put to the people. You're saying if he doesn't go to the next election saying that he will change some form of tax, then the coalition can say that he's lying. He has to have a tax change. It's that, That's kind of does your head in a bit, I think, Peter. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like that uh, maxim in leadership contest. The only member of parliament you can believe is the one who says he won't vote for you. Mm. So uh, yes, he has to come up with something now. Okay. This has really opened things up. Okay. And the coalition, of course, is pointing to negative gearing. That's the tax that it says will change. If you look at the Treasurer's words in relation to the question he was asked about negative gearing, he uses a very cute form of words as the Prime Minister did in Parliament, which I think... We won't support changes to negative gearing. That's their intent. Uh, We know they're considering this. Their answers in the Parliament on this (coughs) this week were very wishy-washy. Will the Prime Minister rule out any changes to the current tax treatment of negative gearing? I, I thank the Deputy Leader of the Opposition for her question. And there are reasons to think that. Now, Albanese has been 
lukewarm in, in saying he won't change it, merely said, we are supportive of the current rules, we have not considered changes to them. Can you be clear about your intentions in regards to negative view? I'm being clear about the intentions that we do have. Can you rule out any idea around the changes to negative gearing? I'm telling you what we're doing, not what we're not doing. Labor did consider changes to them in uh, 2016, 2019. Uh, they took them to the election. Is it right that we spend billions of dollars to give people the ability to claim a subsidy when they invest in a property in the future? Or should we properly fund our hospitals and schools? It's not a zero-sum game. They would have limited the scope of negative gearing to uh, have the, the tax concession used only for new houses, new building, to increase supply. And proposing changes to negative gearing went really badly for Bill Shorten. It was part of the reason why he lost that election. Well, back then, in 2016, Malcolm Turnbull said uh, he was the Prime Minister this is going to cause a collapse in housing prices. And he scared people. He said, if you touch negative gearing, housing prices will collapse. See, Labor's reckless changes will reduce property values. They'll devalue every home, every property in Australia. And they'll result in increased rents. Because I'll reduce I think the that circumstances have changed a bit since then. I think if you say to someone today, hey, we've got a tax measure which might reduce upward pressure on house prices... They'd say, really? Mm, yes, <laughs> times have changed. I, I think things are very different. Yes. Back then it was, you know, they're coming after your family home. You know, it'll go down in value by 4 or 5%. These days, you know, house prices went up 10% in the last year, depending on your city. These days, a lot of us would be pleased about that, pleased for our children, if, if yes. not for ourselves. Yes, because there's so many people that can't get into the housing market right now. Peter, before we go any further, please explain negative gearing in a simple way for me, slowly. You need to explain negative gearing because no one from overseas really knows what it is. New Zealand has it, but uh, mm -hmm. you know the, the countries we compare ourselves with, the United Kingdom, the United States doesn't have it. It relies on you being a bad business person. It relies on you being a loser. So if you if you rent out a property and lose money on it, which either means you've made a mistake, something has turned against you, or you're just a dud decision maker, right? Mm. But, but uh, for whatever reason, you're allowed to use it to reduce your taxable income from other sources, in other words, your wage. So if you were uh, a doctor, um, you know, a professional on a high wage, you could take yourself out of the top tax bracket into one below it by, mm -hmm. you know, say you lost uh, $1,000, say you lost uh, two, $3,000, $20,000, if it was a, an upmarket property a year by renting it out, you could cut the, the tax on your wage. They're not so much dud business people. They might in fact be quite clever. Mm. They're deliberately losing money in order to cut the tax on their wage. Okay, so if I was losing money on a property I was renting out, I can claim that amount as a tax deduction on my salary. That sounds really good. You can reduce your salary for taxable purposes. All right, so how many Australians are actually doing this, Peter? And 
how much does it cost the government every year? Do we know that? We do know that. One million Australians mm-hmm. uh, negatively gear. That's one in nine taxpayers. 2.7 billion per year is lost to tax. So it's a sizable amount of revenue that's lost. And that's okay if there was a purpose behind it. Mm. Now, the Prime Minister says, he said on the insiders, that uh, the purpose was building housing supply. There's a whole lot of analysis that says uh, that they encourage uh, investment in housing. And the key when it comes to housing is housing supply. Mm. So The shocking figures are that uh, almost all of uh, the loans given for investor housing go to buy existing houses. And the only way you buy an existing house is pushing up the price. Mm. About 80% of all the loans given for investor housing each month aren't to build new houses, they're to buy existing houses. So it seems like you're saying that negative gearing is actually making the housing crisis in this country worse. It is pushing up prices And more importantly, for sort of security and, you know, what it's like to live in a place, it is turning Australians who would have been owner-occupiers into renters. Now, since negative gearing ramped up, the proportion of households renting has climbed from 26% to 30%, and it's climbed a lot more in the uh, younger age groups. Rough math suggests that's around 400,000 Australians, around 400,000 Australians would would be in homes they own. That's about, in terms of houses, two Canberra's worth. So that's an awful lot of people that Australia's dive into being landlords, mum and dad landlords, one in nine taxpayers. That's an awful lot of people who now don't own a house because someone else owns two or three. So if it wasn't for negative gearing, 400,000 more Australians could own their own home. So the question is, should we get rid of it then? Do we need it? Well, in theory, negative gearing's not such a bad thing. You know, if you lose money, you should be able to claim it against money you make. But they don't allow it in other countries. Mm. And that's because they think it's a dodge to get people to lower tax. Now, we could turn it to our advantage, and that's using it to create houses. So we could say negative gearing is available, no problem. If you lose money, you can lose it to to cut your doctor's income so long as you build a new house. The the overriding problem is not enough places to live. Mm. That would, to the extent that it increased the number of homes being built, would put downward pressure on house prices. Mm-hmm. That's what Malcolm Turnbull meant when he said uh, this would cause, he was exaggerating, a collapse in the housing market. It would put downward pressure on prices, maybe 4%, maybe 5%. There would be fewer renters and more owners. Peter, let's go back to the politics of all of this because there are growing calls from the crossbenchers for change. The Greens will push the federal government to overhaul negative gearing and capital gains tax concessions. In exchange- there are millions of people getting locked out of ever being able to buy a home. And realistically now, the only way we're going to fix that, one of the first steps is phasing out negative gearing. They want negative gearing 
to be reformed in some way, including the independent David Pocock. He's been arguing for that. Yeah, the goal of some of these politicians who have multiple investment properties to get out up there and say, we cannot touch negative gearing and capital gains tax discounts. I think they have to be on the table. If, If we want to turn the ship around and have housing as something that everyone in our community can afford and to not have housing... But tell me, what do you think's in the mind of Anthony Albanese when it comes to negative gearing? Do you think he will try and make some changes? Because it would be pretty risky, wouldn't it, to break another election promise? That's what I would have said Uh at the end of last year about stage three. Uh That's what Albanese was telling people. It would be risky to break an election promise. I won't do it. We're no longer in that world. He has to come up with something on tax. Otherwise, people will laugh at him. They'll say, you're promising to change no taxes? Yeah, sure. Will negative gearing be part of it? I think it could be. I think that the politics has changed. The the one fact that uh, opponents of negative gearing, supporters of negative gearing agree on is that if you do something to wind it back, you'll lower pressure on house prices. I think we feel okay about less upward pressure on house prices. I know I do. Now, will it take skills to sell it? Yes. Does Albanese have those skills? We've just learnt that he does. Will, after it's done, people say, hey, this, you know, this is really quite clever. This will actually get a few more houses built. Perhaps, because we look back now and what Albanese did on stage three looks as if it was politically clever, although we didn't think so before he did it. Peter Martin is the economics editor at The Conversation and a visiting fellow at the Crawford School of Public Policy at the Australian National University. This episode was produced by Nell Whitehead and Bridget Fitzgerald. Audio production by Sam Dunn. Our supervising producer is David Cody. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. To get in touch with the team, please email us on ABC News Daily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.